I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live in Altspace every week. You can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Altspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we have with us some of the most advanced world builders in Altspace. On their own, they are a force to be reckoned with, but together they form the Beatles of VR. Yes, it's true. Collectively, <laughs> they have worked to create VRium, a futuristic acropolis of art in the cyber world, uh, and an international VR performing arts center, which offers a new quality of VR artworks. Both of their latest projects, Nymphs and Papa V Sisters, have been nominated for Raindance Immersive Experience Awards. We should also note that today's show is for mature audiences only because they are uh, some interesting artistic expressions here, uh, not suitable for the youngins. Uh, but anyways, it's going to be an incredible show. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Shushu and Nico right here on our stage. <laughs> Let me... Uh, Hello. Unfortunately, I've got to mute the audience really quickly here just to uh, make sure that if they have any questions or comments, they could use the raise hand option. Uh, and that's actually better for the audio anyway. So guys, thank you so much for coming. Um, I know we're all around the world and we're all in different time zones. Uh, so, so thank you. It's it's much later where you are. Uh, is that right, Chushu? Uh, yeah, it's actually, uh, it's actually already one day ahead. You. Uh, so right. it's like after midnight here. Right. Yeah. And and for Nico, for Nico as well, I think it's it's rather it's late. It's the same. You... Yeah, we are living in the yeah, same time the zone. Poland, and Hamburg. Yeah. It's the same time, same time zone. Yeah. Krakow and Hamburg. Yeah. Krakow and Hamburg. Uh, and then I, of yeah. course, am in LA. So we are uh, traveling not only different time zones, but different days. This is awesome. Uh, I love that we can yes. all come here in real time in uh, a, a virtual avatars and, and talk and hang out. And, um, you know, hopefully all of these people will enjoy themselves hearing what you guys have to say. We have Kurt and we have Marsha Kay and Futurosity and Tony Lopez, uh, a whole bunch of people, Poby Pat, Cathart. Uh, all here to to check out um, your worlds and also uh, hear what you have to say about them because really they're super super impressive um, and I mean I I when I walked into them the first time I think I saw your opening of the Popovi sisters at the um, Burning Man and I was just like wow like this it was like jaw dropping what you guys were pulling off in there before we get into uh, all of those worlds we're gonna go uh, all the way back to get to know who you guys are the masterminds behind it all. Uh, so we're going to go back to the origin story and find out um, how you each got into VR, uh, what your backgrounds are, and then we'll talk about the birth of VRium. So, um, Shushu, maybe you want to start us off. Well, um, for the last uh, over 15 years, I've been struggling to uh, create in theater, uh, in, in the physical, in the real world. I'm, uh, I'm a theater director and also a set designer, space, space designer. And, uh, for some reason, uh, I had so many obstacles in my life that although I felt I have the, the talent to do it and that many famous actors and actresses 
wanted me to do, something didn't work there. Uh, sometimes it made me uh, feel like I'm going to give up, that I'm not good enough and all of that. But I knew that uh, if you have a dream, uh, you have to be determined. And um, I had to do things around theater and I learned a lot. Uh, I designed, uh, I was like, art director and product manager of, of really big uh, uh, interactive museums, uh, working with 3D modelers from all around the world, uh, translating, directing, uh, working in post-production and so many uh, professions. And when I entered VR, I saw that all of these fields of art just come together in a perfect harmony. And I don't have to ask for any permission for, from any director, manager, if maybe producer to do this or this. I can do my dream. And I felt free like a child to start building using the world editor. It was like a magic. And boom, it happens. And you get all this exposure in VR. And it's just uh, the way it started. First thing was Love Hotel. The, the challenge was to prove, because the dream was to create a VR theater, was to prove that it's possible to bring the metaphysical aspect of theater into VR. And once I saw it's possible, then uh, I was looking around, where are the biggest talents here, you know? Because as a director, 80% of your, of your success is the casting. And um, this is uh, where I met Marsha. Uh, that is actually the soul of this project from the very beginning. And she has a great talent in connecting people, you know. And she just took me and showed me, look, this is Nico. Then Andy. And just worked you know and and i i've it's no longer my project it's just the, the beautiful thing about it that it's a col collaboration between artists i'm just blessed to have the chance to work with this genius over here <laughs> absolutely that's amazing so before we do go on to, to nico i'm just curious a little bit more so you said you come from the theater background but how did you about the technical aspects of creating 3D modeling and things like that. Was that a part of your job description before, or did you learn it when you got into VR? I don't 3D model. I supervise modelers. Just the same like when you want to direct a show or a film, you don't necessarily have to be the actor. You know, sometimes it, it's good when you have the experience experience as an actress, but it's not the main thing. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm more, you know, designing the space and creating the concept and getting artists like like Nico, like Andy, uh, to give them the chance to bring their own creative input. That's that's the thing. But in terms of technical, I mean, I have to know how to work with the world editor. So the words that you saw are mainly created by, with kids. So it's piece by piece to place in VR. And the technical experience that I have is that I was a stage manager in operas and big operas. I could receive 12 mm. containers and, and place all, all the scenery. Got it. Got it. Amazing. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very interesting to hear. And, and hopefully it will be inspiring for those people out here who may not be technically adept. Uh, it doesn't require that 
Uh, it just requires someone like Marsha. We're going to have to hear from Marsha soon enough. But uh, before we do, let's hear from Nico. Uh, Nico, tell us maybe how you got into VR and uh, how you ended up here. Uh, yeah, so actually I'm in, in here in, in Altspace for quite a long time, over four years now. Uh, so I was in here way before Microsoft bought Altspace and uh, I was still in here with my Gear VR and it was just my first VR headset and I think Altspace was the only platform that actually worked on that platform, on, on that, that device. And uh, I started with world building then in Altspace, but it was totally different than it's now. It's, it works with the JavaScript, with all the A-frame stuff, all that old stuff. And uh, Altspace kicked it out at some point and we can, could use Unity. Um, I didn't do a lot of world building for, for a year or so. And then I got back to Unity and started, yeah, just started building some new worlds and um, yeah, and then all the time trying to get uh, get better in Unity uh, and create new methods to actually like get the full potential out of us. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've seen a, a lot admire. of your worlds and they're really incredible. Is that as you should? The thing, the thing that I admire uh, in Nico's work is that it's uh it's an example of uh, a, a wonderful combination between technology and art uh for me uh nico is actually an engineer also a programmist someone who uh uses the the the, the tech the technology the the mathematics the physics of everything to create art and the solar system is a great example for this. Uh, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's, it's a masterpiece in VR. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I really like to, to combine different methods you can actually do in, uh, in Unity. For example, my, my new world, it's, it's like an ocean um, planet. And the whole world is like built like a, like a painting. It's, it's more like a painting because I have all these different layers of the horizon, the animated water, the skybox and some planets on it. So there's many different layers, but it's only the backbones of the world. And, 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 uh, still I have some, some another layers where you can actually see the, see the lighting and everything. And, um, there are many things you can do. Um, you can't do only with kids, but uh, when you combine many different methods, you can actually create good stuff. Also for the shaders, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, it's so interesting. I had a, a, a the a founder of X, a Victory XR who has created the first virtual reality high school, and I was talking actually about that solar system world that you created, saying, you know, you should have students go through this solar system, and you could go to each planet. Definitely. So that's a really, really impressive one. I, I really love that. So something else you're saying, I think, is kind of interesting. I'm, you know, I'm really into the NFT space these days, and I'm just you, you start to see this generative art movement where engineering is really meeting the art for the first time, I think, in history, more than ever, right? Everyone could pick up a paintbrush before, and that didn't require a kind of a coding knowledge or an engineering knowledge. Seems like we're headed into a space where the virtual world, the metaverse is growing. The artists are sort of having to have some kind of an engineering background. Do you, do you feel like that's true, uh, Nico, or, or not so much? Uh, to, to some point, I think, to some point it's true, but I think it's not necessarily, um, not, not 
you don't necessarily need it. So you can just be a designer. And then if you work with someone, we actually can like do it and you can define everything. So Shushu is doing that. And then he is like, uh, when we did the shaders for Burning Man, um, like the, the entrance portal or the nymphs portal, like we were just trying to get, uh, get the communication right because if, if, if Shushu is, is designing something, I can design something and I have maybe my own thoughts about the shader, how it looks. Uh, but I think the, uh, so, so how we actually set up the Photoshop file, how we communicate, uh, the order of everything, the blending modes, what we can use, what we can't use. I think that it's a big process, um, when we work together. This is more yeah. the engineering side and the designing side. Yeah, I have to add you know, that you have lots of lots of example of uh, artists in VR that learn this engineering and mix it. But I have a feeling that the the crucial thing is the concept. The example is the theater or the art gallery, but also if you take, for example, solar system, it's not just a world that you create or uh, with with uh, an technology technological engineering knowledge and and some artistic touch you need to have the vision and and this is the most important and the best example for this is in some of our worlds that you would see that it's really basic most of it is actually images in 2d or some shaders but 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 the, but the concept is is uh, is so deep that it it's it doesn't really matter now if there are so many details of a really high quality unity model so that makes complete sense and marcia i would love to hear from you in terms of how you got them together for vrm so please do use the raise hand option and we will uh talk to you um about that i have one other question before we do that so uh so i shushu we we sort of mentioned that marcia uh helped you find some of the talent in in all space and of course you saw some of nico's worlds and got uh interested in in approaching him perhaps but i'm curious nico so what was it about Shushu's vision or how Shushu approached you that made you inspired to um to join his team and to join VRM. Um so before I met Shushu, I already saw some words of him. And I saw that there's a lot of potential in, in, in the words and then the concept behind the words. Uh, and I also saw that like like the technicals on the technical side, uh, it wasn't all perfect, but it was still a really nice, uh, yeah, really nice words. And I thought, uh, I think we can work together. I think we could make it even much, much better. And, and then we met uh, with Mar uh, through Marsha and uh, yeah, we just tried it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's hear from Marsha about how she uh, connected you two. So Marsha, how's it going? Can you hear? I guess you started out with, can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we can. Well, when I met, I met Kushu just kind of as an avatar to avatar, not knowing he was a world builder. He was an incredible person and he had an incredible heart. And then he took me to his worlds and showed them to me. When he took me into the nymph world, and I get emotional every time I talk about this, it did something to me inside the point where I had to take my headset off and go outside and cry it just came into me 
And then as we got to talking and I found out he was suspecting it was going to take him up to two years to get done what his vision was. And I thought, no, we can't wait two years. And I heard about his vision and I heard about his thoughts. I saw what he had done already. And I knew some people. And I said, well, I know another incredible person that is so talented. Nico has such a creative mind that he puts together with science and numbers and he builds things and he he gives it his all until it's perfect. And then there was luminosity who could build MREs and open doors and shut doors and create things like that. Then there was Andy, sweet Andy, who just does shaders and, and stuff. And I just introduced him to these people. And I said, I think this could build your team. And wow. what wow. a team they were. And I'm just <laughs> so amazed and so impressed with everything they put together. And now they've added Lawless and Enos and more people just, just to make it a mountain team of really talented people. And I'm very proud to be a part of it. Wow. Me thank will you. thank you as well. Everyone uh, has to give Marsha <laughs> a nice uh, emoji, emoji hand of applause here because uh, she it sounded like helped uh, put together the the uh, Mount Rushmore we would say in America of the <laughs> of the great yeah. uh, world builders. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. Very cool. Marsha so was I guess mentioning. That... Marsha was mentioning about Lawless here, over there, and Lawless is uh, he 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 brought a great input into this team when he saw the potential. And he brought people he tried to convince important people from other platforms, especially Rain Dance Festival. He, right. It's it's his input, yeah. Well, Lawless, we would love to hear from you as well. Please use the raise hand option and we'd love to talk to you uh in just a second. So okay, so we started you started with the it sounded like the nymphs had started beforehand. How did what is Viarium and how did that come about? What's the origin story of Viarium? All right, so I'll try to make it short uh, because it's a process of uh, almost seven years. Uh, it's something that I was uh, have been developing for uh, for almost seven years. Uh, it started in a in a church in a chapel in uh, in London uh, when I was invited for a residency, artist residency, to to. To create a show, but first to to write the concept, and I got a grant from them, and I, I could I could sit three months and write the concept, the the script. It's an actually a party tour. It's a very very specific detailed score of the entire show, but it was created for the, for this space over there. When I saw VR, so it's coming, and uh, theater is is my passion. So I had this idea to 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 create not only for this uh, for for names for this uh, show, but but a, a, a space that could also host other artists and and allow them to to expose their art because I, I believe in in uh, in international collaboration of artists. The biggest problem of an artist is his ego. Yeah, he he always wants to have it on his own. It's my art, and this is something 
truly important because if you want to do a good art, you have to be unique. Without this, you're not a good artist. But to allow other people to join, that's a bigger potential. And the idea was to create a, a space, a theatrical space, not only for theater, for dance, for, for uh, concerts, for fairy tales, things that are sometimes more educational. I was thinking about youth, about kids also. Uh, some some new great uh, futuristic uh, space for for high quality art. That was the idea, and and then started to design. I mean, how it would look like. I mean, there are so many ways. I mean, you you create a theater, you need an architect, right? You want to create a building with a stage. No, when I came into VR, the first thing I understood: you don't need. No longer need the stage in VR. The stage in theater in the physical world is a holy space, is a is an autonomical space, defined space, which in which you create a, a, another reality, a sacral reality, and. In VR, you understand that you no longer need the stage. You don't need the actors to go on the stage because everything around is the stage. All the world is a stage, just like Shakespeare said, by the way. Maybe that's what he meant, all the world, the, the VR world. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I always imagine, you know, if you're going to watch, if you're going to do a play in here, you let art on a stage, but then you, the stage dissolves away into the world or something like that. It's yes, such an interesting yes. new way to tell stories immersively. Sure. Really. And the actors, the actors is a great issue for VR. I mean, you have many groups also in VR chat and other platforms. They usually go around from room to room trying to perform something, but mainly they use their avatars, right? And I think here there is an, a, a good chance for, for a new concept. Uh, uh, for a new actroid, for uh, we decided to create to use art dolls, not actors. Yeah, because if you have the avatars, they will always be the small figures on the stage. And <laughs> when you create an art doll, you have a chance to have like fifteen meter high monumental actor. That's a uh, that's a uh, enormous energy uh, on the, on the stage. Absolutely. That uh, sounds like a, a perfect uh, segue into um, the journey we're about to go on first through the visuals and the slides and words from you guys about how you pulled off some of these things. And then we're going to go on an actual uh, virtual tour to the world uh, with Shushu and Nico uh, and actually walk through them. Um, there's one more word from Marsha before we go on. Marsha, you'd like to add something? Shushu hit upon something that was very important. One thing about having something become very big and very beautiful is no attitudes. You can't have somebody in a team wanting to be above the other person. What brings something like this together are people that can work together and not want to be the star or this or that. The team is the star. And Lawless is one of those as well. Thank you all. That's true. Really? And also we have new members here. So Gnosis over there. Hi, Gnosis. Uh, these are people that uh, 
that uh, felt that this project has a potential and just uh, wanted to be a part of it and offered their their creative input and it's just brilliant to have people like this Carlos over there which is a cameraman he has a great camera crew team uh, he films in many uh, platforms and he has a brilliant vision for filming in VR and 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 we can use it we can we can use his input you know for this theater uh, that's a great thing to have. Absolutely. Okay. So before we go on, we have one more uh, one more thought from Gorilla Stream, uh, and then we will jump into our uh, projects here. Go on, Gorilla Stream. Yeah, how you doing? So I'm new to this, and uh, if people have visions but they don't have the ability to the technical ability to do so, how do they? How do they? like get these visions into into the virtual reality world like building teams i guess but there's a lot of people that have visions they just get wasted and some people will probably have some really interesting visions you know mm -hmm. and you know like that's a, maybe, that's a wonderful maybe question some kind of platform some kind of outlet for people to share these these visions that's a that's a wonderful question uh I would say something like this. You can divide the world into two groups, two kinds of people. Uh, one is people who has visions and ideas. And the other group is people who have visions and ideas, but realize them. So uh, you're talking about the, the second group, those that want to realize. And it depends on what kind of vision you have and how, uh, how, how deep you see your vision. If it's a vision about events, about some kind of uh, social activity, then you need to find the people that are more related to that. If it's a vision about uh, a world, it's a, it's a visual vision, something that you see in your imagination. You say, I want to have this world. I can feel it's, it's a great uh, sh wreck, sheep, you know, underwater. You have to see the vision. Take a pen, make a sketch. Just like you do a movie, you create the script and then you understand with the producer what do you need to do that. So first specify your vision and then you will get the idea who you who, who with whom you need to work i give you a short example i was in moscow yeah i had a workshop i was running a workshop with actresses and i met a great guy like he was very old and uh he looked like a very rich russian guy it was in a white restaurant with golden frames and he has all these rings golden rings and all that he sat there and he was a famous producer and i asked him I was young and I asked him, I, listen, um, I want to do, I have some ideas and how do I do them? And he told me something like this. Maledulci Leviek, young fellow. It's not important what to do. It's not important even how you do it. It's important with whom you do it. Choose your partners and get, get, the, get the concept together. Well, 
Great. Well, I love that. And uh, I'm starting to get inspired too. Maybe I'll uh, join your uh, VRMT if I can. Shoot you. No wonder. Now I'm understanding why everyone's joining. Um, okay. Well, let's let's dive into this journey here. Um, and we're going to start with, uh, actually, um, Pat, we've uh, moved past VRM and we're going to start with the Matrix Hub. So the Clubhouse is sort of first entry uh, where we get uh, some of your other worlds, but then also we can uh, veer off into projects, Popovi and um, other ones. So um, tell us a little bit about this world. How did you come up with the concept for that? So this we can talk very shortly because it's like the less related to VRium. It's just uh, that many people were asking, uh, you know, is there a way that we can, a world in which we have an access to all of your worlds, including the theater and the art gallery and everything. And we understand we have no hub. So this is just just a hub, but it could be just a normal hub. So you would just build a room, you know, and play some portals like old space portals, the blue ones. But no, here again, you have to have a concept. So the concept was that it's a kind of a cyber archive, some metrics, uh, metrics journey that you are actually you have to click some triggers and you move from floor to floor. And as if you were traveling in some kind of a uh, matrix world. And this is just, uh, uh, so, so all the skyboxes with all these matrix text and, and you can just, uh, jump from level to level. And each level is, is a different, uh, universe. And in each universe, you have portals to the world. That's the idea. Yeah. Well, it's very cool. When you step into it, it's just a vast. Sort of, you're in sort of a, a cylinder, a cylinder of the matrix, um, and of course these yeah. these yeah. two dimensional slides I'm showing just don't do it justice. So those of you watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation, listening to the podcast, you really do have to come into Alt Space and check out these worlds. You can search, I think, right. uh, shoot you, and this this will pop up. Right. But, Really, really impressive. But so, are, so are, did you design these worlds because, you, or did you also get somebody to help you with the, these worlds? No, this this work, for example, most of the work of the work here, uh, because it's it's really basic. You have only some a few kits from the world editor tools, uh, or one kit that uh, I designed and uh, produced it. So I have this uh, specific elements. But the main thing is is the skybox and 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 the images, and it's all about graphic design. I'm also a graphic designer, and so so the skybox. I don't know. It's uh, lots of hours, you know, on Photoshop to place everything, and all these uh, this this um, circuit boards. It's all about graphic design. It's all about choosing the color. Also, you know, the color has a specific meaning, especially in 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 a space in a three D space. It gives you the feel, the atmosphere. You know. Well, and of course, anyone who's here probably knows that uh, now we understand that Shushu is incredibly humble when he says he doesn't have any technical skill because even these hub worlds that he's created are are incredible in themselves. So he is definitely being humble here. Um, he's got an incredible eye and an incredible style. So I appreciate your humility, uh, Shushu, but you should take a bow. <laughs> So let's let's stop into the VRM. So once you enter that, for example, that clubhouse uh, hub world, you have a few choices of worlds that you can enter. So let's start with Popovi on our journey through VRM here. 
Um, let's start with how did you get in touch with the Popa V sisters? Because they are artists uh, in their own right and they weren't necessarily connected to VR. How did that come about? So this space is called Art Space VR, not Old space, not with L, but with R. Uh, it was such an original name uh, that I even bought the domain, so it's ours now. Art Space VR, and the idea was to create an art gallery and then present some of our achievements and products from the process that we go through in 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 the nymphs in the theater. And this is actually a way of casting casting of the actresses for names because in names you have only actresses no male only only female uh, characters so uh i knew that it must be dolls art dolls and then it's a long research and as i mentioned before i was working over six years or almost seven years on this piece and i made a lot a big research about uh, many 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 uh, uh doll designers on the on the in the world and i knew the pop of his sister. I mean, I knew their art. I didn't know them personally, and I tried to reach them for a long time, and it was a hard. It was hard, but finally, I managed to uh, initiate a phone call. You know, and then I found out that they don't speak English, only Russian. Mm -hmm. But luckily, I speak Russian, so we understood it, uh, each other. And when they say yes, we are going to come in VR to see it. Yeah, I was so happy, you know, it's like uh, they are very famous. They are not even it's not important that they are famous. But it's, what is important is they brought art, the fine art dolls into a level that you rarely find in this world. And to have something like this as collaborate it with them in, in this theater is just a, a great uh, privilege. It's uh, they're so talented. Uh, and they, they just create pure art. They do it with a great passion. So these are That's the amazing. actresses. These are mm -hmm. the actresses in, in the theater, the monumental dolls. Yeah, so the, as far as I understand, so yeah, so I have here now, I think oh, look this at this art space you're talking about. And, you know, this, they've been you know, used on... Oh, go ahead. This, for example, this uh, cube with a 3D model inside, <clears throat> Is something that Nico developed, and it, it's 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 an object that uh, just elevates this space to such a level that uh, you have to see it. When we go there, you, I will show you. I don't want to talk too much about this, but this is the best example of the combination of art and technology. This this uh, installation. Yeah, absolutely. Nico, do you want to mention uh, or uh, talk a little bit to um, how you came up with that or how you executed it? Um, so, so <laughs> as, as a true I don't really want to like go too deep into it, what, what we see in, uh, when we go in there. Um, but it's always like with all the stuff we are doing, it's, 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 I, I, I'm learning new techniques in, in shaders and, and everything. And, um, I just have to come up with ideas how to actually implement that for some installation or for some shader or for, anything we do. Uh, so Shushu has some ideas, I have some ideas, we share it and uh, then we 
say, oh, that might be possible. That might be a good idea. We can use that technique for that and that technique for that. Um, yeah. Currently, I'm learning more for particles, and maybe we can use that somehow in some installations. Uh, there are so many possibilities in Unity, and you just have to know the possibilities you actually can do to, to reach the limits here in alt space. Um, yeah. Yeah. There is a guy over there, if you see in the audience, the last one, it's Timo. And Timo uh, had, had also his input in this installation. He created all this cube and, uh, with the frame and, uh, you know, he, he just uh, felt that he wanted to contribute and he, and he did it. So he, he's uh, also a part of our team. Timo, thank you. Oh, Timo. Timo, if you'd like to say a word, uh, we'll also hear from you. We got Lawless who was going to say something in just a second, but you know, before we move on from the Popovi sisters, I mean, they, they did the Grimes uh, cover art, so with the the music, right? So they're known in uh, the U.S. and Canada and all in the world, really. So, is it so easy to get them on the phone to be interested in this, or how did you do that? No, I, no, 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 no. It's not easy, and uh, it's not easy to convince an artist that was. Uh, working all his life in his hands, you know, those dolls are handmade. They never saw, they never worked on 3D, you know, they never, they couldn't even imagine this. But I felt that they had this, you know, they, they were open for this. And uh, you would have to see the moment when the first time when they saw this gallery, uh, it appeared that uh, they had a 3D scanned doll. You know, uh, and it was created by a great artist. Her name is uh, Shiara Ferriani. I mean, you rarely meet such a high quality model like this one. And uh, she was so kind, she agreed to share it with us. I don't think we would be able to model this on our own. And uh, once we placed it in, in the gallery and the sister came, they were so excited to see it the first time in their life, you know, at their own 3D doll walking on their hand. <laughs> it was a very exciting moment. Uh, yeah, they they sort of see their life, their, their work come to life, right? It's pretty uh, be uh, be pretty exciting. Um, uh, yeah. uh, you got to show that share that with. Okay, let's hear from Lawless before we move on to uh, the next question. Uh, yes, Lawless. Um, I I just wanted to say um, thank you to Shishu and Nico and Timo and Marshall that you guys have been able to realize a vision in alt space. So the thing that got me about this whole experience was that no one was really looking at alt space as a, um, an amazing experience that I'd met, me and Shushu about a year ago. He had this idea about the love hotel and the dolls and I didn't understand it when he showed me and i wanted to get other people to say do you know what alt space deserves to be amongst these these platforms like vrc i've got great worlds and these guys have done that and now we're part of rain dance film festival so we finally you get the accolades that you that you deserve and shushu wanted from a very long time to do this and i just wanted to give him the props that he deserves as being a creative and a visionary to understand what he wanted to do. And then, like I said, Nico 
and Timo for believing that vision and Andy and all the rest of the people that put it together. But I want you to show people outside of alt space that alt space is is good enough because we don't get no big festivals in here. We don't get AWE. We don't get South by Southwest. We don't get Vienna Film Festival. We don't get Rain Dance. But now we do. And because of these guys, we're showing the pop-off sisters to their full extent. And it was it's an amazing to see all the things come together and show that what they the vision that that Shushu and the team created is amazing. So I just wanted to say well done to the guys, well done to everyone, and well done for Simulation Nation for having us as part of this. So thank you so much, guys. And well done, Shushu and the team. Absolutely. And thank you so much for um we're bringing appreciation to Raindance and everybody else and finally uh, letting them get noticed by people outside of Allspace. I totally agree. There's so much talent in here. There's just so many interesting things going on. And it's like, got to get the world to know what's really happening. There's like a movement. There's almost like a metaverse is being yes. born with all this incredible talent. <laughs> yeah. And people just yeah. don't quite understand it yet. They don't, they're yes. not quite yes. connected with it yet. That's why, that's what, what, you, what you're doing, you know, seeing those talents and bringing those phenomena, you know, here and onto your stage and, and, and exposing them better to the world. It's, it's, it's a very great input. So we also thank for, for, for your, vision here in this show it's, it's a great idea well just happy to be a part of the journey and uh you know i really just appreciate you guys being on the stage and and uh, talking about your your talents so so thanks all around um okay so let's let's hop on here to uh the nims which is sort of a multi-tier project uh it, there's three episodes uh that exist today which uh we're going to go through right now uh, uh in as quickly as we uh, can before we dive into the worlds themselves um do you want to speak a little bit as to uh what is the impetus of the project what is, what is the significance of nymphs and why were you inspired to, to make it best the best way to talk about it is uh when we are there when you see the space, when you feel it. In short, I can tell you, it's not a normal theater play that would you would expect uh, actors to stand on the stage and to perform some drama, some conflict with obstacles and 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 uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, something they want to achieve. And uh, it's not a small family conflict, and it's not a small love story. It's a huge, epic, animated, theatrical art installation. It has a structure of a myth. I believe that in VR, personally, that's what I feel. You can't tell a long story as you would do in a cinema or, or, in a, or on stage. You have to make it in maximum 30 minutes. And if you want to make such a short... Uh, uh, event uh, performance it has to have a different uh, structure dramaturgical structure structure of a fairy tale of a myth something that is more uh, symbolic and nymphs is not a linear story it's actually a study for the stage it's a it's a collage of of uh, scientific essays uh, pathological essays medical essays uh all around the insanity of love and the reason it's called nymphs is not because the character have their fish tail 
is that it's because they lost their life or brought an end to their life because of love, because of too much love. Those human beings, those women, because I believe only women can feel deep, uh, uh, was able to feel so deeply that this world here was just, uh, they were just beyond it. And when they died, they all died by drowning. And in nymphs, they don't go to heaven, but they come back to the depth of the ocean and they become nymphs there. So from the surgery room, autopsy room, a dead body, go become, become a creature, a super creature from, from a fairy tale. Um, that's the idea in nymphs. Got it. Well, so, so it's a sacral behind... thing. It's not a comedy. It's not something you come to see for fun. It's only for people who search for a deep adventure, uh, to cross the borders, you know, to feel something more deep, to confront with love, with death, is something very sacral. Absolutely. And so the first stop on the journey of the nymphs is the Theatrum Anatomicum, which it's, I guess you had uh, got, it was inspired by Newton's cenotaph, which is that... Uh, that, is that right? It, it, which was a autopsy so, table? So when you have a concept for a performance or for a world or for installation, you start uh, writing it and then you, you, you find the details. The first thing is, okay, we have a story. What is the best space for this story? So I felt that the best space is uh, ana the anatomical theater. It's the most bizarre phenomena in the history of theater. It was a room dedicated for autopsy surgeries, just for lessons, medical lessons. But it was called theater because at that time, the 17th century, people were willing to pay money to see it, you know, uh, to confront death. And the octagonal form, uh, shape of, of this amphitheater uh, is just perfect for VR. And this is the interior. Another thing is the exterior, is how to create some kind of a futuristic uh, acropolis in, 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 in the cyber world. And one of the inspirations is the Newton Cenotaph. It's a project from, nine, uh, from 1784, so futuristic that you wouldn't even imagine that at that time somebody could invent this. It was supposed to be the tomb of uh, uh, Sir Isaac Newton. It was never realized. Uh, so here, I think it has the potential to uh, find find a, a new a new meaning. And so, and this is the first chapter or episode of the story. This is this part where the the human self dies. Is that is that what I, am I sort of interpreting that correctly? So the whole show will take thirty minutes, and it has it's divided into um, four parts. One, the first one is a prologue, which is a post-mortem. Uh, the second part is a requiem for a nymph, and so on and so on. Each of those parts is divided into separate episodes, mini-episodes, or like three, four minutes. And what we have now is only three episodes. The first one, which happens in the anatomical theater, is called 
uh, the pathology of drowning, right? Uh, and this, and this is the, this is uh, one of the world. Uh, there's also uh, a requiem for a nymph, which is an underwater world in which you will see uh, the resurrection, like the uh, assassination, like the, the instead of going to heaven, she, the, the doll is, is submerged in the ocean. There's also another episode which is called, which is in French, by the way, nymphs is played in seven languages. Uh, each almost each episode is, will will be played in different language, uh, Latin, Japanese, uh, Norwegian, English, uh, uh, French. So this episode is in French and it's called Le Science de l'Amour, the Science of Love. It's a very amusing scene. Uh, it's almost like a cabaret show. Got it. So I think so. This I, I think the slide I have behind you is part is is now we're into episode two. So this is the drowning, the requiem part. A requiem. This is a requiem for an end. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And so, so am I? So you're saying that the space is created, but are you saying that there will actually be performers in those spaces? And you will go through the spaces to see the performances. Is that what you're no? Saying? That's the biggest no. challenge, and this is why we need uh, people like Luminosity, like Nira. Uh, uh, which now joins our team, and uh, this is uh, a great uh, privilege, you know, because uh, it's it's a genius here. I think um, what we are trying to do is to avoid teleporting ourselves from world world to another world. We want to create this a very sophisticated MRE, like a control panel, that will allow you will allow us to change the sceneries, the lighting, the audio in front of your eyes. At the moment, we don't have it, so we have it in separate worlds. That's why we're going to jump from world to world. But this is the, the vision. Got it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I got it. So it's so it's going to be entirely automated. Everything is going to, you're going to be able to go yes, any time of day, exactly. watch it from beginning, middle to end. That's incredible. That's cool. Yeah, but you said um, something very smart now because automated it means that and that's what I meant the combination of engineering and we want the theater to look like a machinery, like a sophisticated machinery that will you will even hear the engines, you know? When the when the when the when the sky will open, you will hear the cover, the ceiling like you know all the seats goes down why because i believe that when you expose the machinery of the stage you have a better chance for 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 a, a metaphysical illusion instead of hiding them you should expose them interesting um okay so before we move on to episode three let's have one more word from marcia here marcia Another important person that's on the team that helped from the medical point of view and built a lift for the uh, autopsy. Yes. I would like for Shushu to talk about him just a little bit too. Jose. Jose is a great uh, world builder here. He creates um, meditation worlds and it's a beautiful story with Jose because he uh, comes from medicine. He lives in Barcelona. He works in a hospital. 
he heals people, you know, and he's using VR at the same purpose. He's trying to translate what he does in the real world here to elevate it, you know, to make it like more accessible for other people. This is a beautiful project that he's doing. And I mean, we didn't know each other so much. Marta uh, initiated this mini meeting and he just felt, yes, I want to do it. I want to, because we needed an autopsy table for the anatomical theater. But I wanted this autopsy table to be some kind of machinery. I'm a machinery. I wanted to move, you know, with a telescopic arm. And, and it was just a challenge for him, you know, just to have fun to create in, in 3D, but also something that is related to his uh, profession. That's that's the main thing, you know, in, in this project. The artist can can have can feel the joy in their creation. Mm. Uh, I did the autopsy table is really interesting. It rises up to the roof and you can yeah. watch it on all the screens. Yes. There's prism yes. some screens. Yes. Really, really neat. And we're gonna get there soon. So uh, everybody hang tight. Um, but uh, let's keep going through these worlds here. Uh, I love, by the way, when we get into this world, um, I love when you have these water effects, these rippling water effects that you walk through. And we, it's almost like we are uh, immersed underwater in the theater and we see yes, the rippling yes. all around us. It's really, really beautiful. It's, it's only it's just... me and Nico, only, only the two of us, we know what is going to happen further in this world. We have no idea. We have so many ideas what what to do it there. I would say only five percent of it. Well the thing yeah, and the thing that I, you know, we were talking with uh, Lawless about uh, what's happening in VR and, and what I you know, I come from the film world, you come from the theater world. It's it's like you're always looking, how do I immerse the audience more emotionally in my work? Yes. And this is able to do that to such a degree that, that like for the first time I tried VR, I was like, well, there goes the film industry. It's only it's a matter, it's only a matter of time, you know, before this or you know, is it becomes alive around you. And you've done such a great job. It makes so much sense now when you're talking to you're from theater because the story that you're telling is so immersive. And you you go into that world and you feel that there's something happening around you. Um, and so I really can appreciate that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So let's um, let's keep going here to NIMS number three. And so uh, we've now had the NIMS, uh, the Requiem, so the, the, I guess the human has died and now they're going to be reborn as the nymph. Is that how the story sort of unfolds? Yeah, we start, uh, we will today, uh, sometimes I change the order, the order of the scene because I like the show to be modular. So this time we change it. We start with the Requiem for a scene, so the underwater world. So we start with the, uh, the doll is falling apart. It's her death actually. And then she lands on the autopsy table. Mm, so got it. then the next one would be this one, Le Science, Le Science de l'Amour, The Science of Love. It's a cabaret show. Uh, it's almost a drag, drag queen show. It's, uh, in, it's a, it's a uh, counterpoint for the other uh, scenes, which are serious and sad. This is just fun. It's uh, based on a scientific uh, essay called The Science of Love. And it tells you about uh, the fact that, and it's based on uh, scientific experiments with people. I mean, not with their body, but with their mind. And uh, it tells you the, 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 the message there is that everything you thought about love, that it's... Uh, spiritual that wow uh, we are like 
pencils, you know, I met her, uh, I met him, I met her, I fell in love. This is something incredible. It's, it's just a simple chemical reaction, chemical process in our mind, in our body. We can even manipulate it between two people who don't know it, uh, each other, don't have any attraction to it, each other. We just need to put place them in the same room with the right music, bird lighting, but with the right pill that creates the same chemical uh, uh, process. And after three minutes, they will fall in love. And they made these experiments and people even got married after that. So, but it's done with uh, a, a fantastic music um, inspired by Br Brigitte Bardot. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a really fun one. Got it. Um, and so yeah. we're, we're diving right into episode three here. I've got the kaleidoscope effect. So once again, even oh, yeah. this, I, I finally, I've got a little video here, but it just doesn't capture the immersivity of it when you're in that world and you're, you're feeling that all around you. Uh, and then, you know, even the, in the previous slide, there's all of these sort of lights that are sort of spiraling at you as you enter these spaces. There's a lot about um, entering doors and, and moving through things into the next area, which almost makes you feel like it's the afterlife. You're headed into these different types of manifestations of life or something like that. It's a really uh, yeah. transformative experience. I wonder if you could True. speak to that a little bit, that the design of all of that. Well, this, this, uh, this specific thing has to do with, uh, it's written in the script actually of NIMS that, that, uh, it's a kind of uh, kaleidoscopic space where the character, the main character that performs this, uh, piece called science of love is reflected anywhere and everywhere so it's not only hair it's all the world you know she repeats and you lose your it's some kind of an op optical illusion and when you will go there you will feel that the space is dancing you know it's just it's just there is some some music in the movement of the, of the space itself and that's the reason it was created for a, a whole scene a three minute scene which is all about singing and dancing uh the times got it amazing uh and i i, I meant i think you, you mentioned at the beginning also the door effect and and going through these doors it was was it andy that had or, or luminosity or who had to do with the door design so this is a couple of course a collaboration between andy and luminosity uh, but i have to say that andy um I can't imagine if or even how how precious this uh, this person is for me, uh, this this soul. Uh, Andy was the first person actually who came there and suggested his help. You know, he wanted to be a part of it. He saw that just like Nico said, yeah, it was okay, it was not so perfect, but the idea was nice. And then he saw it and said, hey, but you can do this and this and this. And I said, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I could. He said, yeah, it's not a problem I could do. And he stayed like four nights, you know, together with me. We were playing, you know, he was creating all these glasses and reflective elements. And and in, in the matter of just three, four nights, everything just changed. And I was like, whoa, Andy, what have you done here? <laughs> and yeah, this is uh, Andy. Magician. Yeah. yeah, they're really gorgeous. As we'll go to them, once you open the doors, there's almost a mirror effect on the doors. So the world behind you is 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 moving in a mirror effect. It was yeah, his it's, idea. It's really cool. 
It was his idea, and that's the point in this creative collaboration. I was I couldn't even imagine this. I said I knew there should be a door, yeah, but I thought it should. I knew it should be mechanical, but I thought it should go up, yeah. And he said, yeah, okay, I do it up, and he did it up, and then he said, yeah, but Shushu, you know, when you open it, all the image will go like this, and say, wow, Andy, let's do it, and he did it, and it was just fantastic. So let's uh, let's finish off. We've got episode three. So you said that episode four, or there's four parts, or was that uh, the sort of way in was the first part? Is there going to be one more episode yeah, that like you haven't first? There are like first main parts in the piece itself, and in each part there are some episodes. What we are seeing now are episodes from the first part, three episodes from the first part. So there are lots more episodes, but we need to create them. It's going to be a long process. Got it. Great. Well, let's let's talk about the, the last segment here before we go on the world, which is future, which uh, we've talked about what you have just accomplished and you've sort of touched on some of the things you're thinking about for uh, the future of the project. You want to talk about uh, what's up in the near future for you guys uh, and in VRM or separately? Uh, yeah. I'd like to know what, what Nico think about the future. Sure. <laughs> Um, for example, there is a, in the future, there is an update, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's actually the first thing we have to do. Uh, so the update will be, uh, um, it, it, it was easy the last weeks because we didn't, weren't able to really develop something new because we can't really test it on all the devices and, um, it's, it's, it's difficult. So that's the first thing we do, but we have so many ideas we can actually do. And, um, <laughs> the stuff we have now, uh, all the shaders, uh, we, I always find new techniques or someone else finds something or we get new models or we get, um, for example, the hair, we have the hair uh, for the, uh, art dolls, uh, clothing and all that's, that's, that's small stuff. Uh, um, will be a lot of work and then new techniques we have to find out, especially for art space. It's always special for art space when you do something here in world building. Uh, it's a good question about the future because uh, when you create such a project, uh, you really need to have the vision and to think forward. You know, it's not enough that you concentrate on the next scene. So the future, in my perspective, is uh, is. Uh, First of all, we have a goal. The goal is to create a, a center for for VR, a VR performing art center that will allow us to create more and more performances. It's not only NIMS. So it's a project for me. It's a project for it's a life project. It will never end. It's like theater. What's a beautiful thing about theater, but it's so deep that it has no no end. Uh, so that's the future. The other thing is that what we is the exposure that we get. So we have are now nominated for the festival, and it's amazing that it's nominated because it's not even ready. It's, I would say three, four, five percent is ready. It's already nominated, so it's beautiful. But uh, the 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 next festival is 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 in the horizon already, and the fact that Space VR, this platform, uh, saw the potential in it. And uh, it looks like uh, we are going to get uh, some support, you know, from them, which makes us feel very unique because, you know, we are like users and we talk about 
Outspace VR somewhere there, the team, and we had the chance to meet them. And these are wonderful people, you know, that they have the vision and we learn more about their visions. Just, uh, this, is, this is the future, how we can do bigger things together. Uh, that's what I feel, you know? Yeah, that's great. I was wondering, you know, as you, we were going through this, it's such a professional production. I was wondering if you can find sponsorship or if you've looked for sponsorship. Are you saying that there's some kind of a connection with Altspace itself? Uh, not in this uh, manner, but for example, uh, you know, for, for some support in festival and so on. But it's a, it's a beginning of some some collaboration and it opens a door. Uh, but in terms of uh, uh, it's a big project. I mean, uh, imagine you would have to produce your ear from uh, cinema. Imagine you would have to produce a high quality 3D VR movie. I mean, we're talking about more than $100,000, you know, it's uh, big amounts. And, uh, and we need to think how to do it. Maybe, uh, maybe it's not about selling tickets, you know, maybe it's more about NFTs, for example, you know? because we produce artworks during this process. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is the way, uh, but it's also about finding a sponsor, but as long as, more exposure you get, the more chances you have to to find uh, somebody who appreciates it. And 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 there are so many things we want to do now together with Nico and Andy. And but some of them we must spend money, you know. And uh, it all goes a little bit slow because of that. Yeah, I think if we would have the budget now, we would just uh, go forward. Right. Yeah, that that leads me to one final question. I, I you know, well, I've got. But, here, I, but I have to add. But I have to add that yeah. here in all space, there are some people that saw the potential in this, and it touched their heart, like uh, like just like Marsha uh, described, that they came and offered donations for this theater. You know, mm. uh, there are like two main. Uh, here in in all space, one of them is uh, Venus SX. Uh, and the other one is Tom Nickel, and these just, just they really were very generous, and it it helps us. It it allows us, you know, to feel that we can do more. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And the and the one final question I had was just in, in the long term future, you know, where do you see all this headed? Do you see theater and film all becoming obsolete, and all of it becoming this immersive storytelling, or how do you see the the, the long term future? In the world or our project? That like in the in the world, or you are talking about our our project? In the world, a bigger bigger picture, long term. It, it's hard to convince. Yeah. Okay, do it. I think it's hard to convince people from the theater industry to come into VR. When I tell my friends from the theater branch, you know, about theater, they say, no, Shushu, come on, it's just yeah. virtual technology. Where's the stage? Where's the actor? Where's, you know, with his veins wet? And he plays it each time in a different way. Where is all this excitement and the, and the feeling that we sit together as an audience? And I just have no, I just can't explain them. Uh, 
what what uh, potential is is here. But I think they will learn, <laughs> and they will come, and that's why we feel special because we feel like we are the pioneers. You have, for example, the National Theatre of uh, in London. They all already in the VR department, so it's coming. But the problem there is that they don't have the professionals to deal with this technology. They have actors, they have uh, people for costumes, for, for, for playwriting, but they don't have the people for 3D, for this, for, for programming. They have to learn to elevate their, their, their branch into, to, to adjust it into this technology. Anything to add, Nico, before we close it out? Yeah, so, so I just wanted to say that I don't think it will like, uh, um, it will be an additional art form, I think, uh, like this VR stuff, um, like, like NUMS or actually all the scripted theater stuff in, 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 uh, in VR. It's more, it's like a mix of, of a, uh, a movie and, uh, some kind of, um, yeah, as a performance. So, you are for So to see it, will be still be there, but it will be an additional form we have here in, in VR. No, that that makes sense. Um, uh, it's just a, a new art form that's going to add to the, the the pastiche, the kaleidoscope of other art forms we've got, and it will be another right, yeah. way that artists can express themselves. Absolutely. For me, it became yeah. the only one. I have a dilemma now. <laughs> I have to. I'm supposed to direct a show in Warsaw in one month, and uh, I know that if I go there to do it, I have to make a break with VR. And for me, it's. Uh, it's a it's it's a big thing. I have to choose between this and this. And uh, what I feel is that here uh, there is a bigger potential because there was there is no way, no any chance in the world that I would meet people like you sitting in a theater in Warsaw. Mm, yeah. you know? So for the art itself. It's important that we give her the chance. We give it the chance to to be exposed also for you, global audience. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Well, that is a perfect place to end it. Um, if someone wanted to help you out, or if someone wanted to help sponsor some of your productions, or if they just wanted to tour through the world, what is the best way that they can get in touch with you guys? Right, so we have this uh, Patreon. Uh, it's a uh, VRium page uh, in Patreon. We also have uh, Facebook VRium by Shushu now it's called. And uh, you can just contact us directly. And uh, we'll be surprised that uh, we can also uh, reward you something special, a piece of art, maybe a world. And that can be useful for you for your events. Uh, so just be in contact, uh, and you will find us. So the Patreon VR is the name of the Patreon. I'll try to put it in the show notes. Yes. Yes. Also, if you go to the art gallery, is VR. There are all the details there. How you can donate. It's it's on the screen there. Got it.
Okay, well, uh, nobody go anywhere because we are going to go on a world tour uh, by uh, led by these wonderful people. And also, we're going to get a group shot of everyone on the stage here. So as soon as I close out, yeah. uh, we're going to try to get everyone up on the stage here to close out. So uh, thank you for teleporting into this Worldcast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, for watching a glorious Technicolor on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, where we'll have all these slides up, a Twitter at SimNationVR, and of course our Discord. Join us next time for our review of I Expect You to Die 2, which is coming right up on Wednesday. Uh, until then, stay plugged, my friends.